Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to It Starts Now, the happy hour of finance and business. I am your host. My name is Stanley. I have a special guest today. He's a financial advisor. He lost, he lost both his parents before turning six, and yet he graduated from Morehouse College, worked for Merrill Lynch and other financial institutions, started his company, Felton & Peel. He's been featured in the Wall Street Journal, CNBC, Yahoo Finance, CNN Money, Market Watch, NASDAQ, Motley Fool, Business Insider, and the list goes on. He's a guest lecturer at Morehouse College, and he dabbles in philanthropy. Please welcome Malik Lee. Man, I appreciate it, man. That's a, that's a nice <laughs> intro, man. <laughs> Oh, we got the claps, man. Yeah, I appreciate, it. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Nah, it's all love, man. Uh, you 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 really put in a, a good body of work, and I wanted to show the progression of you know somebody that started from from the bottom is is basically built up, and I think that's what you've been doing. You've been doing a, a good job, and I think it's important to share that. Yeah, yeah, man. You know, we started from the bottom, and 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 I can't even say I'm here because I'm still trying to get there. But but uh, you know, and 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 I I think I saw Cardi B posted one time or something like that. But oh, she said it in her song, she got knocked down nine, but got up ten or something like that. You know, so so I've been knocked down probably more times than I've been successful. You know, and that and that's why that list is the way it is, because you know. I, I got knocked down too many, so many times, you know, so keep getting back up though. I'm gonna keep getting back up. Yeah. But most successful people, they always say that I took more losses than wins. I definitely it's agree. Just, yeah. It's just the wins. People don't see the loss count. They only see the wins. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes the win overshadows the losses. Mm -hmm. Those losses are cr critical because those losses teaches you a lot, right? Oh, oh, I, I, absolutely. Absolutely. I was just, you know, you, you hear all the accolades that, that I have um, and, and we could probably keep going on and on. And like, um, I was just telling a colleague the other day, I said, you know what, I'm, I'm 38 years old. I was like, I never made a 40 under 40 list, you know? And you know how many times I applied to 40 under 40 list? <laughs> but <laughs> but I've, I've never been selected, you know? And every time I look at it, I'm like, man, how am I, how am I not being chosen? Like my 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 resume is crazy, you know. So, <laughs> like, but but uh but uh you know like it it just motivates me even more. I got you know some people like forget about it. I'm not applying. I, I keep applying. Like man, y'all gonna let me in this door? <laughs> so it just I guess it looks it's, it's how it's how you look at it too. It's how you look at it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's how you look at it. But um, I got a question for you, right? Or mm. practically for the viewers, right? Uh, for those that may not understand what a financial advisor is, um, can you explain what is a financial advisor and why it's important to have one? Yeah, man, that's so that's so a loaded that's such a loaded question because um, the you have a lot of the uh, well, well, first of all, right? There's there's your insurance agents, there's your financial advisors, and then there's your financial planners right? And a lot of people 
will try to interchange those or use those succinctly or or say they all the same thing and uh, unfortunately they're they're not right so um, um the way i look at it is and you can ask probably 20 people in our profession they might all give you a different answer right but at the end of the day um um the difference between the names a lot of times separates from education and also the commission structure on how that or how that particular advisor or planner gets paid you know insurance individuals they're typically selling a product um they get paid all commission financial advisors they they're a little bit of right in between they they will get commission but they will also um uh, uh do some fee-based planning or fee-only planning as well too your financial planners they typically are more than likely they're 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 more fee-based driven or fiduciary driven and fiduciary essentially means in in layman's terms is that is that you are putting your client's best interest ahead of yours so it's not about how much money you make it's not about getting the check it's not about none of that it's about this person coming to you for help and you providing them with the best advice even if it means you don't make a dime on that deal so it's not even about the money on it it's about putting their interest first and um that's really that's really the the main the main factor that anybody should be looking at when they're when they're looking at a financial planner or trying to see the difference between one of them um so looking at who stands on that fiduciary standard so um what a financial now i'm gonna tell you what a certified financial planner does because i'm a certified financial planner so a certified financial planner we stand on the fiduciary standards um, we put the clients first and then we are um you can say we're, we're that's the the creme de la creme or the highest certification that you can receive in the financial planning industry and um, um uh, we're, we are considered experts uh in in our craft and we we go through a rigorous course of different subjects so we go through general financial planning we go through insurance we go through investments we go through retirement planning we go through estate planning we go through tax planning um and then at the end now they added a seventh course where we put everything together um so so a financial planner is someone essentially who looks at your finances your finances holistically right so we're not just about getting the check right we're not just about you know telling you the hot stock of the day and stuff like that because you can go ahead and make 300% re return on the stock but then how is that account titled or what are the taxes on it are you maximizing the taxes on that you know are you looking at capital gains are you taking that into consideration are you taking the the heroes act or the cares act or the secure act that went into place and tcja that went into place in the last 2 or 3 years like you know so we're looking at all of those things um from that perspective and we're making sure that the left hand is talking to the right or that you guys are all playing together i i was telling a um i sat down with a with a with a coach the other day uh prospective client he's a coach and he was having a hard time grasping on what i was what i was trying to say and then i was like hey coach man it's like the the three man weave 
And then he was like, I was like, it's a basic fundamental thing in basketball, but it teaches so many things, mm -hmm. right? So it teaches teamwork, it teaches passing, it teaches hustle, it teaches movement, you know? And then at the end of the day, you do what? You score, you lay it up, right? right? So that's financial planning, if I can put an analogy to it. So in, in layman's terms, if I understand correctly, um, you guys are like the facilitator, more like the point guard. Um, we, the, can, we can act as the, as the point guard, but it depends on, it depends on where we at in the game. So if we are talking retirement, if we're trying to put a strategy together, I mean, like, we're the coach, we're the player, we're the superstar. We're all three when it comes to that. You know, if we're trying to, if we're trying to um, analyze uh, the investments, we might be all three, but then it depends on what type of investments you have. You know, are we experts in it? That's one of the things that a fiduciary does. A fiduciary will raise their hand and say, listen, man, like, this is, I don't know anything about this. You know, somebody, mm -hmm. somebody called me the other day and, and asked me about, you know, cause it's, the, it's hot right now, Forex trading. And I was like, listen, I'm not, I'm not tight in Forex trading. You know, I, mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't know where, to, where you even start to help you or help you with that. Um, um, somebody else called me the other, a couple of, couple of months ago about, about buying physical gold. I know how to buy it. I know people that, that sell it, but that's not my forte. That's not my expertise. So, um, uh, so that is, that's how we can quarterback sometimes. But at the end of the day, we're trained to know when there's a problem. We might not know how to fix it. Mm -hmm. We might not know, give you all the answers, but we can look at it and say, you know, this is a problem. Like we have to get somebody in and help us out with this. Now, if, I, if I'm looking for a, a financial advisor, right? Mm -hmm. um, what should I educate myself on as far as like uh, prior to speaking to someone like you, what should a normal person from like, cause I, I know there's different accounts, right? Um, so if I, if I'm just a normal person, I'm looking for retirement or I'm just looking for advice, how to prepare for retirement, um, or even strategies on how to better improve my business. Right. What are the things I need to educate myself on? So educate yourself on selecting an advisor or prior to meeting someone like you. All right. So number one, you need to educate yourself on, you need to, first of all, make sure you're picking which type of advisor, like I mentioned earlier, mm -hmm. whether you want somebody that's commission-based, somebody that's like hourly, the fee structure, and then you want, you know, hourly, some people charge monthly, monthly now, which is a new thing, about 7% of the industry right now is charging monthly. Uh, my firm is, is one of them, but traditionally, you had to have 250,000. When I first got into the business, you had to have $250,000 at the bare minimum to even sit down with somebody like myself, you know, when I first got into the industry, you know, so that is, that has kind of changed um, over the years. It's, it's technology has kind of opened up that, that door a little bit. Mm. Um, um, and as the industry comes more into a career versus like a CPA track or an attorney track, you know, we're, we're more geared. We're more trying to build that for our industry versus, you know, some guys that's, 
that just knows how to pick, can make you some quick buck or, and things of that nature. So we're trying to build, build more career path and within, within the industry. But um, they also need to, to look at, you know, a lot of it's personality, you know? Mm -hmm. um, um, so a lot of it, it, so it's fee structure, um, it's personality, um, uh, and then, so it's fee structure, personality, and then also um, uh, the niche, like what, what is your concern? You know, does that, is that, a, is that, is that planner stronger in one area than the other? Um, cause there are certain planners, cause you're not going to be a, we, we, we taught ourselves as jack, jacks of all trades, but let's, let's be honest. Like you're only going to, you can't be tight in everything. No, right? you can't. Yeah. yeah. You can't be tight in everything. So, yeah. so even take myself, for example, um, 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 I have three certifications in total. Um, um, so I have my certified financial planning certification. I have, a, I'm a certified advisor in philanthropy. And then I'm also an accredited portfolio management advisor. So, um, so I, even once I got my CFP, I went back to the lab to hone my skills in other categories and other sections that, that involved financial planning. So, so I'm stronger in me personally, I'm stronger in taxes. I'm stronger in insurance. I'm stronger in, in investments. Uh, I'm stronger in, in, in debt and real estate and mortgages and debt, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, so those are the areas that I'm just naturally stronger in. Those are the areas that I naturally, in philanthropy, I mm -hmm. naturally gravitate to those categories. You might have some others that are much stronger in picking individual stocks than I am. You know, they'll break down the, all these technical jargons and do all these things for you and, and, and make your head spin with formulas. You know, right. and so everybody, every planner is stronger in certain areas than others. Uh, matter of fact, um, about 20% of my prospects this year came from other planners, you know, other planners saying, hey, Malik is stronger at this than I am. I'm going to give you Malik's number and then yeah. and vice versa. So, so now we're, our, our industry is, it's not there yet, but it's, it's going to a path where it's going to, once again, like the law industry, mm -hmm. where you have people that, lawyers that, that do uh, bankruptcies and mm -hmm. divorces. You have lawyers that, that do um, civil rights, you know, mm -hmm. and they don't do criminal. So it's kind of, and if you ask them about other areas, they're going to tell you, nah, like, I, I can't, you, you, if you got a charge, you need to call this person. You don't want me... And yeah, you want to get like, a criminal lawyer versus yeah, in, correct. Right. So, yeah. so, so our industry is is slowly moving towards that that direction. Why did you choose this industry? I, I was always I was always fascinated with the the stock market. Mm -hmm. um, I remember my uncle. Um, my uncle came in one day. He always had a the nice whips, always had a nice car. He lived out in Long Island, out like near the Hamptons. So I, I, I never been out there, not at this time yet, but you know, it, but then I, I started staying at his house every summer after that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yo, uh, can I come out there and see you, man? <laughs> <laughs> so he stayed out there in the Hamptons in, in New York, like near there, uh, probably like 30 minutes away, mm -hmm. but he was very close to like the, the, the Hamptons. And, and like, um, um, 
uh, he used to come in real fly, suspenders and everything. And he used to always talk money. And they used to be like, you know, uh, Uncle Larry, man, he handles money. That's what he does. He handles money. So I took that as he was a, he was a stockbroker. He was in stocks. Mm. As I got older, I realized he was an accountant. But but, <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, man, I want to be I want to be like him. I want to be like him. Yeah. So so I actually I actually went to um, I actually went to a uh, uh, I went to a school that specialized high school magnet program that specialized in like business. It was one of the the things. So because at the time I wanted to be an, an accountant. Mm-hmm. And so I took accounting one and two in high school and um, 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 I did real good in it because I was just naturally gifted with numbers, you know, um, even on like SAT, mm-hmm. like back when SAT was 1600, I think I got like a, I think I got like a 700 on math and I got like a 100 on reading. I bombed, <laughs> I bombed the reading. I got like an 800. <laughs> but I killed math though. Math, I destroyed it. Right. I destroyed it. But, um, but, but yeah, you know, so, so I went to, um, um, so, so when I got to college though, um, as you mentioned earlier, I went to Morehouse college. So as I got to Morehouse and man, like the, t- that our business school at Morehouse was one of the best in the country. Harvard comes down every year, every semester to recruit for my business school. Like no, they're, coming to, they're coming to recruit. Like it was, it was top notch. Um, Goldman Sachs, J.P. Morgan, Credit Suisse, before the tech, before the financial crisis, mm-hmm. they were coming to Morehouse. They wanted diverse, diverse candidates. They were coming to Morehouse. We had people, interns making, making two thousand dollars a week during summer internships. <laughs> you know, back in two thousand and one, wow. two thousand two thousand and one, two thousand two. So, so then I'm sitting here like, man, these guys making all this money. Uh, with the with, with Wall Street, and then I started to inquire more about the careers in accounting, and realized I wasn't talking with with people, right? So accounting, they did a lot with first. It's not a bad entry, and then you know, whereas I'm looking at the financial industry, and everybody's more interactive, is more team meeting. You know, you're dealing with the market, and then as you learn more and more and more about the market you realize that everything is derived, everything is, is done, but everything comes from the market, like has his hand in every single thing. You know, I speak to clients that um, have pensions. Let's take New York, for example, right? So yeah. you got New York state, huge pensions. Everybody's, oh, I'm going to get a government job, you know, and then because they got a pension, I don't got to worry about a 401k, stuff like that, you know, whoop de whoop And then look, like pension is back like they they back your pension with options and bonds and things in the market you know so so if they don't count that in the market takes a big dive which you saw in 2008 that's why so many pensions are going away today is because it's backed by the market everything we do is is backed by the market you know any which way you look at it name it i could probably tell you how it funnels its way its way back to the stock market so when I realized that it controlled the world, and if you can realize the stock market, you will have a lot of knowledge. That's what kind of drove me to the, it was really the knowledge. It wasn't really the, the money per se. Mm-hmm. Um, it was more so the, the knowledge. And then I learned more about the money as I got into my junior, senior year of college. 
Wow. I, I didn't I didn't really look at it that way, right? Like everything funnels back to um the stock market. That's interesting. Every single thing. Name yeah. it, I can tell you. Every yeah. single thing funnels back to it. Like all even these even these companies like now, like some of the, the things that they're doing, Walmart, Walmart just just came up with a um a Amazon type feature now. So you yeah. you pay twenty what twenty seven bucks a mm-hmm. a year, whatever how much the, the amount yeah, is. Yeah, to, to they they trying to rival with the prime. Yeah, you know what? Mm-hmm. You no, know they they're doing that because they they have to drum up sales. Somebody like Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A never entered entered New York, right? Until what a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. they never entered New York. And then I, I would ask them why. You know, I'm based here in Atlanta, so I would ask them why. They were like, man, New York cost it costs too much. It messes with our profit margins. And they didn't have to show that they had to, they didn't have to show shareholders that they're increasing profit margins. Mm-hmm. Once you have a private company and you happy with the revenue that you're making, oh, well, yeah. You know, yeah. it's it. Like if you happy with making $300,000 a year or, or $800,000 a year from your business, you don't have to go out and try to drum up new revenue streams, revenue sources and improve profits and things of that nature because you don't have to answer to anybody. And so, so even these companies that, that are more conservative in nature, if they're public, you know, they're, they're doing things to increase their, their earnings per share, which is going to increase the dividends, which is going to, you know, increase the share price. And that's why they're making that decision. You know, like everything funnels back to that. Yeah, that's crazy. Now, um, there's there's a there's a lot we could talk about when it comes to that right there because uh, there's so many there's so many questions I got right now but I'll leave it for another time yeah 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 because then we can sit on this forever yeah um, the the other thing I wanted to know like uh, with with all that knowledge and then having out there to recruit uh, or getting all these referrals from different um, financial advisors like what's the difference between being a financial advisor and being a financial advisor that's running an operation. Oh, so are you me? Are you referring to what's the difference between being a, being a, a financial planner that works for a company versus one that. Correct. That, like for you, for yourself, like for example, yourself, you actually, uh, you actually are a financial planner, but then you also run an operation. Like yeah. what are the, yeah. What's the difference and what are some of the challenges? Oh man, it's a, it's a big difference. Um, um, it's a big difference. Um, so, so you are, if you're working for a firm, right. Um, most of the times I would say about probably about 50, 60% of the industry, maybe 50 to 70, mm-hmm. it's still commission based, right. Um, somewhere in between the, I don't know the exact number, but I, I will venture out to say it's somewhere around there that's that's commission based so when you are commission based or you eat what you kill base right um but so so if you are working for a a company you're typically you don't have to worry about to your point all of the business things that that come with running a business Mm. such as you know your accounting your bookkeeping your your marketing your websites hiring and firing, um, uh, compliance, our industry is heavily regulated, 
you know, you can Google me. Like I can't lie to nobody. I can't even, <laughs> I can't even rename my little, my little thing here to add some more certifications behind my name. <laughs> so all you gotta do is Google me and you're gonna, and you'll see, you'll be like, man, that dude was lying. <laughs> you know? So, so, so I can't even sit here and lie to you and say, Hey, you know, I run a billion dollar practice, you know, because I, because you can Google it and look it up is public knowledge. Everything about me is public and, and anybody in this industry is public and it's, 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 it's an open book. So a lot of that comes with, so a lot of, I mean, that's a lot of time outside of doing what you got into this business to do or doing what you, what you got in this business for, which mm -hmm. is either to analyze the market or analyze finances or mm -hmm. meet with clients and talk to clients and help clients get through their tough financial times. Like that is what you got in here for. When you're running a, when you're working for a firm, they handle a lot of those other things for you, but then they, they take a haircut, right? And that haircut yeah. can be anywhere from five to 40%. Places like Merrill Lynch and stuff like that, they could, they take where they take upwards to 40 to 45%, you know, of, of, of what you bring in, but you got the Merrill Lynch name behind you, you know? So, so some people, they really, really like that name. Um, I think when I first started in this industry, that name mattered, like having that name behind you mattered. Now, nowadays it's, it's, it's not really about that. It's about, are you good? Do you do good work? And I, I think it kind of moved more, more towards, towards that. But, but the major difference between working for a company, some of them, your 30% of your people, they'll give you a salary. The other 70, they're not giving you a salary, but they're taking off the load. They're taking a load off your shoulders of staying up with technology. Like for example, you know, we were using Zoom um, since 2017, 2018. We, emerged zoom into our practice you know the other advisors working at these other companies they you know they probably didn't have to worry about that right mm -hmm. but i had to think about all right where is it where is it where, where is this going yeah, like yeah. A, great, a great analogy that i like is what well, wayne gretzky they was like wayne wayne how are you so so good and then he was like man i used to he said i skate to where the puck is is going not mm -hmm. where the puck is Right. You know, yeah, and as a business owner, you got, that's what you got to, that's what you got to skate to. You got to, you got to skate to where the puck is going. And some people just don't have that. That's not in there. That's not in them. You know, that's not part of their DNA. Yeah, that's not part of their DNA. Exactly. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, that's interesting because um, speaking of DNA, you had, um, you had some hardships early in life, right? You lost uh, both your parents before you turned in six. How were you able to get that drive like that you have now? Mm -hmm. Was there any setbacks? Yeah, you know, so I, I tell people all the time, I said, you know, um, two things happens in, in life. Um, and when you get those challenges, like you, you know, you either, unfortunately, like you immerse yourself in it you know, so if it's a drinking problem that your family has or a drug problem, gambling problem, um, um, being heavily educated, like, you know, unfortunately that you and Michael and it, and it just gets embedded into you and somebody has to break that generational curse, if you will, right? Yeah. Um, 
the the other thing is that you have um the other thing is that you have the the second group of people who are like way extreme to the left like their their parents had drinking problems or drug problems and they never touched those things ever because it just it ruined their family and they're just so mad at 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 the, at the world from those those uh traumatic events mm-hmm. and so I, I said it's the, it's those that's the decision that everybody kind of has to make in their in their life um uh and and I was the latter you know so I was the person that used a lot of the things that that happened and was like that's not going to that's not going to be that's not going to be me mm-hmm. you know and I don't want that to be me and so that's really what's what what drives me and i want to change a lot of things not only for me but for my family and and even when even when i get to a point that i might hit a personal goal you know um uh because my my personal goal is to have a a one billion dollar firm that's my personal goal but even when i hit there I, I tell my, I, I have dreams about that might not even be enough. Right. Because, yeah. because if I want to impact the kind of change that I want to impact, you know, I might need more than a billion dollars on assets under management, you know, yeah. to be able to do it. So, so like, you know, I want to, I kind of use that, 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 that drive to kind of just use those occurrences to kind of just be like, you know, this is why these things are happening these are why these things are happening and and i don't want them to happen to my to me or my kids but not everybody chooses that route and and i don't blame them if they if they don't like i don't knock them if they if they do it's tough mm-hmm. you know you know because i tell people all the time like it's you know when people say oh man i'm doing this malik and, and you doing that i'm like we all we just didn't get caught you know like <laughs> that's the only difference between me and you is that i lucked up you know and i can't even say i it was good i just you know we just all lucked up yeah. you know we all did stuff like i i almost got kicked out of morehouse the first three weeks i was in morehouse really i didn't know that man you uh, uh somebody coming from jamaica queens new york <laughs> worst high school in in, in queens mm-hmm. and you put me in atlanta while you know Atlanta in '99 when everything was popping, man, we was we didn't know what to do, and we was away from our our guardians, man, we didn't know what to do. Yeah, I got I was in the principal's office, the dean's office, the first week, the first week, the, the second week, officially the second week, but it was the first week we were by ourselves. Mm-hmm. The first week we got there, and Morehouse has a big orientation, Morehouse. Uh, you know, they do this whole fanfare, like changing of the guard, walking into manhood, stuff like that. Beautiful, mm-hmm. man. I, I still go back every year for it, man. It gets me robbed, gets, gets me hyped up. And then the next, the very next day, we was at the strip, man. We saw, we saw Mace. We saw yeah. like all these dudes out there on the strip. <laughs> man, we out there chasing girls. And the next thing you know, four days later, I'm in the Dean's office and they like, man, we told you to be at this meeting. We about to send you home. We're calling your parents right now to come pick you back up. <laughs> I'm in the office like, 
five of my boys. And then I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh man, I just, she just paid the, we just, we just paid the money. Right? <laughs> what happened to the money? You know, man, dude, I'm telling you, man. So I, I tell people all the time, it's a, you know, you know, it's all about second chances and, yeah. and, and, and breaks. Um, um, I remember, um, I remember I was a little short cause I, cause I, I paid for, for school. My, I, I paid my family helped me. Morehouse college was twenty thousand twenty one thousand dollars in 1999. Right. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have enough to finish school. Right. So when I got to school, I worked three jobs, my first semester there, you know, and that's why I was wilding a little bit in the beginning. Cause I knew that I got to get a job in like three weeks as soon as school starts. So mm-hmm. I, I wasn't, this is only fun that I was going to have. Yeah. You know, so I, I got a So they, they was able to pay for my room and board. I, I paid 13,000 with loans mm-hmm. in the first year. And then my family gave me like eight or nine. And they was like, listen, you need to take your butt to one of these community colleges. Cause we don't have enough money to send you to Morehouse. And I was like, man, I want to go. I want to go like, cause uh, college tour, I, I suggest everybody go on the college tour. You take your kids on the college tour. It would change their, their perspective on life when mm-hmm. they go. Um, and, and so, and so I, I wasn't even thinking about college until I went on that tour, you know, um, I was going to get a job. I was going to start working and grinding right out of high school. Yeah, um, yeah. And I went on that college tour and then that's when every, everything changed. Um, uh, that's, that's when everything changed, changed from there. So what, what I like about the, the, the whole story is one of them, you, you, you made an effort to change, to break that change. Right. That generational uh, chain hold that a lot of from passed down from family to family, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you were able to change. You were able to break that chain. And then the other thing is, you were able to go to college uh, to see how a tour can have an impact on somebody's direction in life, mm-hmm. right? That littlest thing can have a direction in, in whether you you move forward or, or whether you go the opposite end. And, and I think that's key. And like you I said, no idea what Morehouse college was before the tour, See, not, not one clue. And, and I went and, to that tour in March of 99. And I applied the day I got back. I applied while I was there, but while I was there on the tour. That's, that's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of looking at things from, uh, all it takes is just that one thing to just change your direction around. And like you said, you know, if you, if it's anybody's listening out there, if you take your kids to a a college tour, that would change their perspective, mm-hmm. and that's that's very important because I when I I didn't even think about college at all either, and I, to be honest, it was uh, I was in I believe tenth grade or eleventh grade or something like that, and a uh, f- few of my friends because I had older friends they graduated and went to um, uh, Howard University. Mm-hmm. And when I went down to Howard, I had such a great time homecoming and yep. the yep. whole, the whole experience. I had such a great time that I came back and I really made an effort to change my grades around just cause I wanted to go. Cause <laughs> 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 my grades was yeah, horrific. Absolutely. Yeah. It was like horrific. And then I took so many courses just to try to turn around just cause I could make it to I mean, by then it was already uh, it was already too late. It wasn't really too late. I could have made the effort in uh, 
you know, went to a community college, made that same effort and then transferred. But at that time I was devastated because I was like, Dag, I really worked hard. I took some extra classes. I did everything to turn it around. <laughs> but, you know, but that, like you said, that one experience could change your whole, your whole life. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, I, it was too late for me too. The only thing that saved me was because, you know, um, uh, my grandmother had me in the church. So I was, I was well connected. I went down there with like a, like I said, like an 800 SAT score. My GPA was a, was like an 80 average. So, but I played, I was on varsity. I was on JV basketball, varsity football, varsity baseball. And then I volunteered at the church that I went to, which was a powerful church. So I knew the Congressman of New York. I knew mm -hmm. the Senator of New York. I knew the, I was, I was there with the assembly women, women of New York. And like, I was, and then they all had letters for me. They all vouched for me, you know, and it was like, yeah, this dude got an 800, but he was like, don't worry about that. They was like, don't worry about that. Hey. Like, you know, like, yo, you want him in your, your school. If this is where he wants to go. You want him in his school. He's the, he has the most initiative out of everybody. He's a leader. I don't even know yeah. why he got that stuff, you yeah. know? And it was because I didn't even study for the SAT. I just went in there and just took it, you know? Now, can I ask you a question? Was that like, uh, uh, that background, is it part of the reason why now you're, you're more active in like volunteering oh. and in philanthropy oh, yeah, and things like that? Because oh, it was innate in, in your background, right? Oh, absolutely, man. Like, like I, you know, I was, I was raised by my grandmother, so she already raised her four kids. By the time she took me over, she was like, by the time she took me over, she was, what, 57, 58? Mm -hmm. So she was already a little older by the time she got me at six years old. Mm -hmm. So, so she had to lean on people. She needed help, you know? So, cause she's working a full-time job. She has other things she has to do. And here I come in when she's like almost 60. So, mm -hmm. so the village definitely raised me. Like I had people that I, I, um, um, I ate at my house maybe once or twice a week. And I would, I was eating at everybody else's house. Even to this day, people's mothers call me Hey Malik, yo, what you doing? You you eating good? And stuff like that. <laughs> even, even to this day, you know, even to this day, like like people, I go I go to their house now. I go home and I visit some of my friends' mothers, and they feed me. They treat me like a like a son, you know. So so it was that was one of the the biggest like like that to me. Without without that, like and without the assemblywoman like vouching for me, she literally vouched for me. Right, so right. without her, without her vouching for me and putting her name out there, like, you know, I, I wouldn't be nowhere near uh, w w um, um, where I'm at today. So, so that's why I try to give back. Um, I haven't made the announcement yet. I guess I'll make it here with, with you. But um, one of the things, like I'm very active with Morehouse now too, because I think that was one of the best decisions I ever made in my life. Mm -hmm. And um, um, about four months ago, three months ago, uh, I made a two hundred and fifty thousand uh, dollar gift to Morehouse, uh, playing gift so, to Morehouse um, 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 College. So, so that big, yeah, yeah, man. So that was one of one of the things that I wanted to do, and that's only the that's only the beginning. Hopefully, yeah, yeah. No, more to come, man. I know there's more to come. Yeah. Well, Malik, it's been great, man. I didn't realize that time was flying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, definitely appreciate you coming on the show. 
I know you had a, a call prior to this and I know you're busy afterwards. So I appreciate it. any final thoughts you want to share with people? Yeah. You know, um, I know right now there's a lot of, there's a lot of noise out there financially. Um, um, there's a couple of things that you guys, that you guys want to do. You know, you want to, you want to, you want to save, 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 save. I know people throw out a lot of different, uh, crazy returns, um, and things of that nature, but you know, don't go chasing the returns and then save as much as you can and, and save efficiently, you know, make sure that you, that you're using, that you're maximizing your 401ks, you're doing things of that nature, you're seeking help in areas that you need help. And, um, you know, the, the little things like that will definitely, will definitely, definitely get you there, you know? So as I guess I, w- I will leave the people with that. <laughs> um, one final thing, uh, where, if the viewers wanted to get in contact with you, what's the best place to get in contact uh, with you? Um, um, I'm everywhere, you know, uh, you could just put my name into Google and everything will pop up. Uh, all my articles that I wrote, my website, my Facebook page, my LinkedIn, my Twitter. Um, um, I'm, I guess I'm most active. Um, I'm most active on LinkedIn. I'm most, I'm on all platforms, but I'm most active on LinkedIn and, and, uh, Instagram is the, is the two most active ones that I'm, that, 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 that I use, but I try to use all of them, but you know, it's, I, I, I like to control my content. I don't want to pay people to control it. Mm-hmm. Um, I want my, my voice to be my voice. Um, so I do it myself and that's hence why it's not as consistent, <laughs> but uh, I'm still working on giving that up. I got to find the, the right person to give that up too. But, yeah. uh, but, uh, um, so, so, so that is, so that's a good way. Also our website, is uh, Felton and Peel, uh, dot com. So that's F E L T O N, the word and A N D, and then Peel, that's P E E L uh, dot com. And uh, all of my content is on there, everything that I've quoted on and things of that nature. Um, um, I write two or three times a month for the Business Insider. I also am a column, columnist for the Better Investing Magazine. So I do a lot of writing, a lot of, lot of blogging. And um, a lot of the writing that I do is, is, is research-based. So we research everything that I, that I write. And so to make sure that we, we're giving you good, clean content. That's good. Well, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, thank you, Malik. Really appreciate it. Uh, one final thought for me. I just want to thank everybody that tuned in to listen. I appreciate you taking the time. Um, we are on Instagram underscore it underscore starts underscore now and we also on the youtube Um, please check us out thank you and have a good evening